Hello everybody, welcome to the final episode of the recovery series. So now we've done individual episodes focusing upon rebuilding, redefining, and today we'll be focusing upon the theme of rediscovering. So please make sure you've listened to both the previous episodes to allow for continuity. So the rediscovering phase. This phase is primarily about finding purpose, rediscovering joy, and ultimately looking ahead. While the redefining stage encompasses the processes of assessing what life could be like away from the eating disorder, rediscovering is about becoming actionable, becoming intentional, and putting it into practice. It's about putting yourself into discomfort zones, building resilience, understanding that backward steps aren't necessarily indicative of failure, as well as challenging yourself and subsequently acquiring growth from moments of adversity. It also consists of incorporating productive coping mechanisms and the construction of relapse prevention plans, allowing you to feel equipped and prepared if you experience any moments of difficulty. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Keep Smiling podcast and the third and final episode of the recovery series, the three R's that our lovely co-host by this point, Joss Walden, has cultivated. So we've had a three-step process. So we've had rebuilding, redefining and rediscovering so if you haven't listened to the two previous episodes i would highly recommend you listen on so it's more of a chronological approach of how we're you know attacking these three stages towards recovering from an eating disorder but today we are going to be focusing on the last stage of rediscovering and joss this is where i'm just going to head it over to you what what are we talking about in terms of rediscovering Yeah, well, rediscovering, I think, is a really fun part. So it kind of ties in very nicely with the redefining that we talked about last time as well. Rediscovering is all about bringing back enjoyment into your life and kind of finding purpose and rediscovering joy, to be honest, because eating disorders rob joy (laughs) from our lives and from the lives of others. So that's kind of it in a nutshell, really, is this kind of what life we've kind of thought about the redefining of what life could look like. And then rediscovering is like the actionable, like let's put it into practice and let's kind of carry out these little goals and get really intentional and just kind of um, bring back enjoyment Uh, as well. Within that, there's kind of the element of kind of like when things go wrong, how do we cope? And now we're kind of in this new area of recovery, uh, active recovery, maybe. Um, How are we going to keep ourselves from relapsing? Do you have almost an example? of active rediscovery do you have your moment like a light bulb moment almost yeah do you have you know you were saying about actually living in that moment do you have Mm. an example because I know you've done a lot of traveling I know you've done a lot of exploring I know you've you know embarked on a lot of charity work do you think there was ever a moment you're thinking and you're feeling this is me rediscovering myself yeah I think there's been multiple moments I think definitely doing the charity work helped me realize that I it took my eyes off myself for the first time in in many years and and depression and eating disorders which often go hand in hand they have a way of just making everything about us so I think it helped me actually now put my energy back into others which is where I like my energy to be think definitely during that kind of time um I did some charity work in Romania and things and that really helps kind of me get in touch with with bigger the bigger picture of life then I think as I said briefly last time I think it was in Australia which I really felt like oh I can call myself recovered I am a-okay like stress can hit me insomnia can hit me anything like bring it I'm not going backwards to um go on from that I would say that 2021 that's just gone has been the toughest year of my life 
I would say more tough than my years of anorexia, which is saying something. I had three quite big traumas. All my family were like, oh my goodness, is this the year that everything's been going too well? It is just going to go straight back. I think actually it's been the year which everyone has realised, no, resilience is, is top of my game. And I think I've really found a really good balance with different types of movements, incorporating more mindfulness, more yoga, more Pilates, as well as weight training, which I've always loved. And you know what? There are stacks of research. If you've got trauma in your life to say that exercise is one of the best things you can do for your body and your mind. But also I found that this year and last year have been probably the two years where I've not cared about my food. I don't have to think about it. And if dad hasn't bought in a certain ingredient and it's not in the fridge, I'm not going to get it all like, oh, but I have to have X, Y, Z. It's like, it's not there. I don't care. I found that my flexibility has just got to a new level of healthy. And so even with these three kind of big life things that have happened to me, it's shown me that I can be okay. And I think that's when we really know we're recovered. It gave you clear evidence that you have rediscovered because you were enforced with, I will vouch many challenges this year. Uh, sorry, last year. Oh my goodness, that feels bizarre to say. <laughs> last year, and you were solid and you maintained that foundation and you maintained that integrity that you have cultivated over the years. Is that in in your respect clear evidence that you have rediscovered yourself then? I would say rediscovery is, is a process. There's always times when we kind of like, oh, like something hits your self-worth. And I, I would say that, there are still times and you do take it as like a is there something wrong with me and I internalize it I think I still go to the internalization if bad things happen it's like is there something wrong with me have I brought this upon myself am I a bad person and I think what's different now is my level of self-compassion is changing so instead of beating myself up I actually come to myself like I would a friend and I'm like actually do you know what If you're feeling a bit shitty, just have a pamper night or just, you know, eat some chocolate, watch some Netflix, go move your body, go for a nice walk. I I do all the things that in the past I think I preached a lot about but didn't do. I actually now do. So instead of um, living a kind of hypocritical lifestyle, which I think in my early 20s I did a lot of, I don't anymore. But I think that's not saying that I wasn't as being a bad person or trying to be. Um, hypocritical I think I just wasn't as recovered as I thought I was back then so yeah I think it's a self-compassion thing it's a, it's about looking at myself and not beating myself up if if I go for a season of like lockdown I put in a few pounds and you know I come as gentleness I don't see myself as a failure it's just like okay that's just life it doesn't matter it's it's not going to go I've got so many years of recovery under my belt that I know that I'm not going to balloon that I know that nothing's going to go wrong um, and I know that I don't need the eating disorder to necessarily do anything better or, you know, get through a day. And this year especially has taught me that in the hardest way is learning how to sit with pain. Because I think a lot of eating disorders are there to hide pain. Because when we have an eating disorder, we don't let in room to feel anything else. Um, we're numb. <laughs> and it's a really great way, just as an alcoholic turns to a bottle or someone who's addicted to drugs turns to their pills or whatever they use. It's a way to numb. It's just a different way. And I think this year has taught me that pain is horrible. And I am a 100% an empath. So I feel things, I think, on a new level. And even my mum said to me, she's like, you feel other people's emotions and you feel your own emotions on just this other level. (laughs) And 
it is painful and I think I've shown myself this year that when things do get tough and when pain does inevitably come up in in family life and relationships with maybe grieving or deaths as many people have experienced in COVID pain is hard but I can cope I can sit through it and I think for me and for the fact that my eating disorder developed through trauma and through pain I can now look back and I can sit with that but I can then approach it with compassion approach that comes to yourself out of love and not approach that comes out of you know what you're the wrong person here or the reason why xyz has happened it's actually stepping back and being like no yeah and I love how you're saying how you've kind of flipped the internal dialogue into something more authentic you're talking to yourself as if you talk to others rather than not necessarily being hypocritical but being nasty to yourself when you'd organically want to preach otherwise so it's really nice that you kind of had that transition where you're being authentic and true to yourself but knowing the value in being nice to yourself and being kind to yourself because we go so automatically into neglect into deprivation both emotionally and metaphorically and literally when you're in that eating disorder lifestyle so it's just about learning that it's good to be nice and it's not something that we should be guilty about you know because there's often you walk on eggshells like is this being selfish no it's called being selfless and caring for yourself and having that respect for yourself which is obviously something that develops along the way so a similar question as I've been preaching on to the other topics with rediscovering you know we're not going to tell anyone to go to the outbacks and pop over to Sydney what other way could we inspire somebody (laughs) what way could we inspire somebody to begin that process of rediscovering and setting Mm. a solid foundation into human flourishment and advancement and you know looking I love the word flourishment I love it so much it's my favorite word I wanted to make like the podcast called like flourish and I was like it's a bit bit too soft but I love the word flourish (laughs) I'm gonna use that word more often now it's a great question and it's going to look slightly different for every single person that is the beauty of mental health and well-being and being individual and unique isn't it just (laughs) it's really funny what's what works better best for you but I think going back to the podcast episode before with the redefine and setting those intentions and those goals like we said or even just outlining what you want yourself and your life to look like without an eating disorder, what could that be? And then working out the really tiny baby steps. And we're talking about little things to get there. I'm definitely not telling anyone to go and book a plane away and, and try and find themselves on a trip like a trip across the world. Uh, maybe that is what you need to do. And if that's something that you've been working towards or thinking you'd like to do, maybe the next year is a great year to save up for that and get planning. I think rediscovery just get your COVID passes downloaded yeah my gosh (laughs) I think I'm going to say something very cliche as well growth doesn't happen inside your comfort zone and it's so true it's a cliche for a reason comfort equates to growth we definitely it really does and I think the rediscovery phase in recovery is by sitting in that area of anxiety is knowing that how who you want to be without an eating disorder is possible but it's not going to feel comfortable all the time and as part of that is that relapse prevention plan that you kind of mentioned earlier as well okay when things get really uncomfortable for me how am I not going to go back who am I going to call what's going to be in place what are my go-tos to keep me safe um, and knowing that a step backwards isn't a failure I think it's that compassion again 
it's just gaining furthermore understanding and knowledge and just giving yourself that backpack of you know skills to imply in the future so you're just you're just adding to the backpack that's that's all we're doing yeah definitely for me it was going back to university after I dropped out my first degree really that was a a stage of rediscovery that was a kind of like we're going to step back into this it's going to be a bit anxiety provoking and similar for me in respect actually yeah definitely is when I when I first went to university I was definitely not recovered wholeheartedly from the eating disorder but I was on a more positive pathway I still really struggled with self-confidence with anxiety with depression I just you know I couldn't even walk around the campus I couldn't even walk around to find the toilet like I'd just run away get on the train go home didn't even tell my parents that I was skipping out seminars because I was too scared to attend and I would have been working because the perfectionistic tendencies would mean that if I hadn't completed every single question like my fault for picking mathematics as a degree let me just say but coming back although there was a lot of excitement there was so much apprehension because I was like oh god is this history gonna repeat itself but I feel like now in my university in a different university in a totally different degree it is my rediscovery phase and it's the people I'm with and it's the relationships that I'm forming with the lecturers and the PhD students and now I work in that university so I feel more of a part of the community so I really feel like I'm really on that rediscovery pathway because my environment has changed for people that I really enjoy to be a part of and I really enjoy the conversation I intentionally like Mm. staying behind in seminars and lectures because I want to engage in conversations with these people that I find interesting and I feel so much more comfortable than definitely what I did when I tried to go to do a degree in mathematics those few years Mm. ago so it's just about accepting that and having the excitement within that and knowing that something different yes although initially anxiety inducing can be like the biggest revelation and I know that I've changed so much for it and I know that I see everything in in such more of an optimistic light rather than just constantly living in this repetitive lifestyle of pessimism and granted I still struggle aggressively with anxiety with panic with an inner dialogue that's probably a bit too not pg on occasions it's looking forward it's looking onwards and that only happened because i stepped out into the discomfort elements and that required growth anything that's putting you out of your comfort zone it would be so easy for you just to say like oh the first degree didn't go as as planned i'm just not going back but to like it's taking the risk and i think the rediscovery phase is all about taking risks as i often think about recovery from an eating disorder like being a bit of a scientist the scientists just do all these experiments sometimes they work out really well and they'll make notes and sometimes they don't and they make tweaks and they redo the experiment and that's what recovery is it's all about kind of like oh I'm going to try doing it this way and oh gosh that was a bit triggering what did I learn about myself in that situation and you make a mental note or you might journal it or whatever you yeah. do you keep and just being open to opportunities and just being open to dipping your toes into the different fields even though yes it's going to be exactly. a bit anxiety inducing be a bit worrying it may not go right but as you say you can pop them in the notes you can make adaptations you can go as you go along and that's the beauty of how free we actually are and how freeing this you know experience can be if we allow ourselves to be yeah because I actually think eating disorders are one of the very few opportunities we get in a way to recreate ourselves from nothing because in especially in our stories when we both had anorexia you literally get down to nothing and you have to rebuild yourself and everything from scratch it feels like that again a lot of people that is the start of the new year is that okay 
it's my rebirth like in January and they wait every year for this reset yeah. to then have a clean slate and try again but actually I think for people with eating disorders they've kind of had this life reset where it's like this is my journey and I'm, I'm always growing and I'm growing from it and I'm sure everyone has their own little moment in time where they think oh that was my rock bottom and from my rock bottom all I can do is go up so we're talking about re rediscovering we're talking about rediscovering in terms of opportunities in terms of relationships in terms of environments in terms of opportunities in terms of you know whoever you want to become is there anything else that's prevalent within that bracket that you'd like to raise I think the only thing I think would be worth touching on is for anyone who's going through an eating disorder right now and um, is wanting to take those steps and maybe take a few more risks or say yes more to things that are originally they eating disorder would have said no to is it is really worthwhile having a relapse prevention plan and therapists often do this with you but you do not need to go and get a therapist to do on yourself it's basically just a plan that you make normally alongside someone else so a trusted other it could be your mum, your dad a brother a sister uh, you know anyone a best friend a boyfriend anyone who you can rely on who's accountable yeah who, that's um, really integral yeah you, it's really hard to do anything in recovery on your own so definitely have that group there or one at least one other person but just have an outline of, of what do you do in the worst case scenario if things do start to tip backwards when can someone jump in what are the useful things people can say to you when concerned because I know that with eating disorders there's a few things that people when people say certain words actually trigger people and make them angry and things so what's helpful for you for people to do or say you know have a, maybe an emergency number or have a like a crisis plan written out so there's some numbers of maybe like the Samaritan's number beats number um, or maybe some things some sensory things that calm you down if you do find that you're out and about and suddenly you get panic or anxiety like have these things there yeah. so you're prepared and it's not that you're kind of thing oh but that means I'm not fully recovered it's just sensible it's like a diabetic going out without ever having their insulin or something it's or you know a snack or anything with them like you just come prepared and then you know that actually if you don't need it that's great that's amazing but if you do it's there and I think in the rediscovery you want to be putting yourself in in places where maybe you're a bit anxious so just having a relapse prevention plan can be really, really beneficial because sometimes people in the rediscovery phase like love to go all out and be like, yeah, life without an eating disorder can be really, really fun. And then they trigger themselves and then they slip. So it's just having the safety net there is always worthwhile. Um, but otherwise, just really taking the time to know where you want your energies to be placed and just saying yes to those things and also not being scared to say no to things that drain your energy if there are people yeah. that you know hanging around with really rinses you or brings you down or certain places that you don't want to visit or jobs that you know aren't going to be healthy for you to go yeah, into it's, it's like finding the harmony between saying yes saying no pushing yourself a little bit being selective about your environment so you know that you're making and manifesting good and manifesting you know mm. a future of exciting things and knowing yeah. that pushing yourself Definitely. a little bit can always be the best thing like I know my recovery started as soon as I went to the shits as soon as life came crashing down and that was mm. the motive and that was the empowering tool to start my recovery and to really push onwards and although yes it still wasn't easy the fact that it wasn't easy meant that I was able to collect all those pieces of knowledge all those pieces of education to have in my backpack to know that I could apply it to the future and you know those discomfort elements and those 
anxiety inducing elements were only facilitative in terms of making me you know strive towards this recovery so mm. those anxiety inducing moments which can often cause you fear and apprehension and maybe you manifesting turning back towards the eating disorder they're actually the moments where will propel you onwards so it's just Definitely. trying to change that perspective and changing that mindset and being a lot more forgiving to yourself and knowing that these moments although scary and daunting and you know it can sometimes feel like everything's crashing down is only lifting you up really mm, definitely and the last thing I just say that if you if you have a real sense of anxiety inside you and you're like oh I don't think I should do this or I don't think I should go there or you know if it's your eating disorder that's anxious do it yeah, who's speaking you. yeah who's speaking going back that's to the identity thing. yeah so yeah. just establishing what your identity is what the disorder identity yeah. is and going full pelt into the one that you know that's most yeah. authentic making your voice louder yeah yes definitely. so I suppose that kind of wraps up the three R's so we've had rebuilding redefining Redefine. and rediscovering and yeah. Jocelyn thank you so much for your knowledge for your wealth of experience and the way that you discuss this is there anything else that you'd like to add in terms of you know the whole theory as a bracket but it just comes from you know like a wealth of experience with eating disorders and and talking to people and being with beat and pace life and yourself and everything and yeah I just hope that it's been helpful to at least one other person and that it's given some some hope or some direction to them especially at the start of this this new year with all the new January diets um oh, to have a little bit of a different perspective of, of where their recovery and where this year could take them absolutely and I think this is such a wonderful little series that we've had on the podcast to kind of casually speak about different topics casually speak about our experiences and try to give a bit more context behind the points also a really lovely thing to put the start of the year as you say to maybe motivate people to truly engage in recovery to truly know that they're deserving to know that they are worthy of embarking on this empowering journey and yet just as Jocelyn said I hope this was beneficial I hope somebody's listening in and understood that yes, this journey is complicated. This journey is tedious. It's going to be a lengthy process, but it's worthwhile in the end. And the processes are going to be inconsistent and a bit wobbly, but you'll get there and you just need to do that for yourself. The one thing that I'd love to add at the end now, Jocelyn and I are planning to do some form of future Q&A, whether that being with an um, IGTV, an Instagram live or an additional podcast to focus upon questions that could come consequently to these episodes being published so please absolutely I do encourage it if you want to send in a question I'm sure there's going to be question boxes on our Instagram but if you want to send messages directly on a topic or a question that you have that we could answer in depth on another another episode please do because we'd love to just continue this conversation and hopefully enlighten people further and yet feel open to ask anything and everything this is a safe place we're good people. There's no judgment here. Anything you have, just pop us a message and we'll be more than happy to discuss that in a future time. 